Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome to the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show brought to you by Auto Owls for all your mechanical and auto electrical needs. Hosted by me, James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. How are you, Cal? Always good to be here. Always good, isn't it? Yes. Now, Cal, it has been said ever since Lexia Peche hasn't been on the show, we've lost a bit of our Lex appeal, right? But I'm back. <laughs> there she is. Good news. Lex, how are you? Good to have you back in the studio. I'm very happy to be here. Sorry that I had to leave, but I am back and I will be back. <laughs> All right. One show only for now, but we will, we will get you back later on in the show. What's been happening with you? Uh, you know, same old. Just happy to be here. Lots of Greyhound stuff, uh, working, and that's it. All right. You've been following the show and Greyhounds in general. Good to see you. Obviously, your Greyhound superstitious that you've got with Cal there. Uh, been going well. We might have a bit of a mention about that, but just a quick word on that. Enjoying the ride? Yeah, absolutely enjoying the ride. Loving. It definitely gets you more involved, having one of your own close to home. Um, and Cal, keep me updated as much as he can. But, James, tonight is a big race for a, a particular dog who's hitting some big numbers, right? Oh, absolutely. We've been on this dog for a long time. Love this dog. If you don't have a warm spot in your heart for this greyhound then you're a cold-blooded reptile like Callum there. But uh, everyone around the country has gone on board with the Oriental Owen story going for his 10th win and 50th career win at Mandra tonight over this uh, 302-metre free-to-all race. Seven it is, Oriental Owen. Can he pull an Owen once again? Cal, what's he going to do? You've got a theory about this dog, don't you? Yeah, I think he'll win again. He's just uh, a class above the me. When he kind of runs, he toys with them. Uh, he does just does enough to win, and from then on, just goes on and wins by usually little margins when he, he can ease up on the line if he has to. Um, I've got a theory that when they're walking to the boxes, he eyes off the opposition and just does enough and knows what he has to do when he comes out of the boxes. So if there's pace in the race, he'll often ping. But he's, there's also times when he's got box eight where he doesn't ping. Um, I'm, I've got a theory that he does that because he doesn't think he needs to. He, he loves chasing. He loves uh, being amongst other dogs, and he'll is uh, the quickest dog by far that we have, and he can pretty much be anywhere and win in any type of race. And, yeah, my theory is that he knows what the dogs do out of the boxes, and uh, when he's on the way there, he works out how much uh, he has to come out of the boxes and how quick he has to go. Wow. He knows his theory, but I'm going to re- rebuttal that. It's I did some sleuthing overnight. <laughs> And this dog has never hit 10 in a row. So previously, eight wins, a sixth, a sixth, a fifth, and a fifth, and then now it's nine wins, hoping for the 10th. So legend would say that it will not hit the 10. Yeah, it's a very small sample size you're dealing with there. And, <laughs> Correct. Actually, no, um, this year. This year. It's been a weird year, so you and, never know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and 10 wins is obviously very hard to get, but I think on the balance of probability, it's, he's been racing against harder opposition 
during those t- uh, during those nine wins, and this is probably one of the easier fields he comes up against. Looking to pull an O, and once again, Oriental Owen going for ten wins in a row, fiftieth career uh, career win as well at Mandra tonight, a race seven. Tomorrow night uh, at Mandra, another dog which is very exciting, potentially the most exciting dog going around, uh, certainly in WA at the moment, Sunset Spitfire Cal. This dog having its first look over the 405-metre journey here in uh, race three tomorrow. Uh, what can we say about this dog from what we've seen of it already? Of her already? Uh, it's absolutely sensational. Yeah, obviously he's, he's leading the fields easily over the maidens and novices, um, producing really good time. Um, all the times have been published out there and showing you how quick this dog is. It's done it on back-to-back weeks. Um, uh, the question is going to be when it gets up into the grades against the likes of the Tommy Shelby's and Mermaid Benelli, it's probably going to be pressured a bit more early across the um, across the early stages of the race and whether it can do it um, without leading or been a bit of pressure is another statement. But here on Friday, it uh, looks the, definitely the one to beat. But the rest of this field, it doesn't look too hard to beat for this dog. No, a lot of these dogs can't run quicker than 23 seconds. And I think if this track's playing quick like it was on Tuesday, I think there might be a track record inbound. I know it definitely trialled quicker than the track record. So if it brings that, uh, it will be breaking the track record. Looks like the dog that has the potential to break track records for sure. Theory behind... Uh, David Hobby, the trainer, taking this dog down to Mandra over the 405, obviously had these great runs over the 520 at Kangton. Where you want the dog to be? Just a bit of a change up here. He does it often with his good dogs, um, where he did it with Werewolf Manelli a while back. He has a couple runs over the 520 and to keep the dog fresh, new track, new distance, new boxes, um, just keeps them, uh, I suppose, interested in chasing and um, keeps them on the fresh side. Mm, very good. Interesting dog. I don't think that this race is going to be too hard to go by, though. I think it needs to be put up against something a little bit more of its nature. Uh, we'll we'll definitely get a clearer picture. Yeah, this is just a hit out, just a part of mm. its... Uh, Hobbies ab- just going through the grades. A- absolutely. Another big race oh. for the weekend. Oh. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Einsteinium and Mermaid Manelli join each other for the second time. James, what do you reckon? Let's ding, listen to ding, that. ding. Round two. Round two. Let's see what happened when they met last week for the first time. Racing. Mermaid Manelli missed it. Einsteinium leads. Einsteinium clears out by five over Kenya Bandito. Mauritian Sniper. A Universal Gas got tangled up. Then out wide is Mermaid Manelli. She can't win. Take us to Vegas. And back last is Nessie Manelli. But look at Einsteinium go. Putting his best paw forward tonight over Tandem at pace. And Einsteinium wins by two over Tandem at pace who closed hard. Einsteinium has been on a bit of a roll lately, so I'm going to come out early and just say I think that that dog's got it in the bag. <laughs> All right, okay, <laughs> very confident. This race, by the way, race seven tomorrow night at uh, Mandra, the 405-metre free-to-all. Einsteinium stepping up to that grade last week, as we just heard, and uh, was not found wanting. No bigger fan of the greyhound than myself. <laughs> yeah, we, you have been for a long time, We actually. have been for a long time, absolutely. I just think, guys... Mermaid was so poor out of the boxes last week when normally she is so good. I cannot see her doing that again. I expect her to rebound. As much as I love Einsteinium and as much as I enjoyed the win last week. Um, it may have been a beginner's luck thing. Uh, stepping up to that grade potentially, just the way the race panned out. What, what do you think, Cal, as we look ahead to the, the race on Friday? It's a very tough race. Uh I think on the balance of probability, Mermaid should still hold out Einsteinium. And if Mermaid holds out Einsteinium, Einsteinium's not going to be able to run that quick time. And I think Mermaid Manelli should be able to hold on over the 405. 
the little query is Mermaid hasn't been stepping all that well recently. Obviously, Kennington 520 is easy for Mermaid. Minnelli can come out and use uh, the other dogs aren't as quick. But here, she's going to have to be right on her game. You even go back to the sprint final when she won. Uh, she wasn't even the best out there either. So um, a query on whether Mermaid Minnelli is coming out of the boxes that well. But if just given that little bit of room early, which she should get, I mean, Torza goes straight to the fence. Rolleston's not blessed with heaps of early speed, I think. Mermaid Minnelli should get a bit of room to move, and I think that's all Mermaid Minnelli wins, and I think can hold out on Steinium, and I think can win. Just can't see her missing it again as badly as she did last week, uh, two weeks in a row. Anyway, we'll see how we go. That is, I'm surprised for you. To be, you love Einstein. I do. Maybe there's a bit of uh, reverse psychology here because every time I tip the dog, it gets rolled. The JV factor. The JV factor, <laughs> it gets rolled. So maybe I'm just not tipping it. To, to help it win. To help it win, oh, yeah, maybe that might be If anything, be right. a thank you is warranted. Anyway, we'll see how we go. Uh, good race, that one. Uh, Einsteinium taking on Mermaid Manly once again at Mandron Friday night. We swing to headquarters on Saturday night uh, at Cannington Lex, and we've got a big race coming up there, don't we? The Peter Thomas final will be race five on Saturday. Uh, yeah, pretty big race. Starbucks probably the one to watch here. The 380, free to all? Yeah, uh, three, uh, no, 520, 520. Over the 520, yeah, Starbucks certainly is the dog to watch. Collected her past four wins uh, from f- past four starts. Been absolutely sensational since returning from injury. Has not missed a beat this greyhound uh, coming out of Jamie Marsh's kennels. He's done a great job to get this dog back, hasn't he, Cal? And uh, and her win last uh, in the heat last week was pretty good as well. Absolutely flying. This dog is super strong. And I think all Jamie Marsh is just worrying about is making sure Lex stays away from the kennels. So, um, but this dog is... I will be, just for <laughs> This dog He's is... put a special request. Yeah. No Lexia Peche, please. This, this dog's airborne. And I think will be uh, a great dog over the 600. Um, if you want to go back and watch replays of this dog running in, to the catching pen. I think it only just gets warm weight. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see track records getting broken over the 600. This guy, he loves the, the track record. From, um, <laughs> from, uh, from Starbook. But okay. in this race in particular, I think it might be a little hard for Starbook. There's a lot of early speed, especially four, five, seven. Now you're thinking because she's a wide runner and that she's got box three, she's going to have to cut across these her, dogs? Her first steps will be out um, right, and she's quite violent with it too. So... Fernando Stars is a sub-550 dog, so is Withers, Minnelli. Sir Monty will also cut across, and he's quite a big, stocky dog. So you wouldn't want to be messing around with Sir Monty, and he's been coming out of the boxes um, absolutely flying at the moment, which gives me Weston Roger as the winner. I think it's perfectly drawn out in box eight. I think it will hold its line down the outside, and I think with all the carnage early and dogs cutting across and dogs moving out, I think Weston Roger staying out wide. He'll be able to run on strong, and I think he was the runner of the race last week. Go back and watch him late, taking huge ground off Sir Monty late. I think this dog's an up-and-coming dog, just putting it all together, and is definitely one to watch for the future. No, can't make a case for Starbuck clearing them, even though she does have to cut across them, clearing them. She has been doing that of late. Yeah, but that's been in lower-class grades and smaller fields. Her last two races have been in small fields, and she's been drawn out in seven you could make a case she's going to um, clear them, but in the first initial stages, I think there's dogs that can jump just as well, and whether she's going to be able to clear all of them and still run that uh, quick early spit in 5.45 is another question. So, all What right. would be the ideal box for this dog then? Eight. You reckon? That, yeah. that wide? Seven, it does. It, it goes to the outside fence, like mm. quite uh, severely. A couple of them do. And we'll yeah. talk about it later on. There's other, there's other queries right. in the run too with Starbook. Okay. Still, dogs flying, uh, going well, goes in. Had a quick chat to Jamie uh, during the week. Dogs in great order. 
uh, very happy with the dogs going at the moment. So that's the Peter Thomas on Saturday night. A uh, couple of races later in race seven, uh, we've got this. This is the 380 free to all, Lex. Jump and the gun. Jump the gun, but that's all right because uh, it's a pretty handy field, this one, and there's a dog uh, near and dear to your heart that's going around in, in this cow bus, the brute. We can't seem to get a Have show. Have you got a show without mentioning I don't him? Think Absolutely we've not. Been able to do that yet, but uh, it does come up in these uh, races that we like. This is a good field, though. comes up against, and Buster not firing on all cylinders at the moment. He's probably not going at his best. Uh, still five starts ago, he was running the best time over the 405 in 2020. So there's been a couple that have jumped on his back um, when he's not running his best over the 520s, but uh, there may be a few issues there. So we've just dropped him back in distance. The runs are a lot easier for him over the 380 and 405. You had a theory about Oriental Owen, about it being the smartest dog in the history of, of the canine species. <laughs> the history of the world. <laughs> um I've got a theory about Buster Brew. I, I I think I know why you, you, the success isn't quite there at the moment. You're not Can I getting. Guess? He's not giving him as much love. <laughs> well, there's that. There's that. Not getting the box ones at the moment either. Oh uh, well, yeah, it's his might... favourite box. Mm. Yeah, we did have box one two starts ago, and we, we got beaten by Starbucks. So <laughs> I'm not sure that's the theory. But um, back to the 380. He just needs to lob near the speed and to be winning this race. Uh, but as we said, this is a very hot race with a, lot, with a lot of dogs that can go really quick early splits. Um, son of Jamaica, drawn five. I love box five of the 380, and the dog is rapid early. I don't necessarily think the 380 is suited to Son of Jamaica, but a dog like Raise the Bridge, suited at box six, will march across. was a very good winner last start. I think that dog has to be in it. And counting Kuna, mm. I think he might be a, uh, a... She might be a bit of a... Oh no, he might be a bit of a take-on in this race, because I think Buster the Brute will be making his way straight to the fence, and he's been beginning better than ever, Buster, and... Um, there's no dog that will stop him getting down to that fence. So I think you want to be looking outside uh, the box drawers of Buster for this race. And even Buster, he's got a good chance. If he lobs him behind any of these, he'll be disappointed if he couldn't run them down. Okay, so you're ruling out Fab's exercise, another dog uh, in great, well, not great, but in very good form at the moment? From box two, yeah. The dog wants to get wide. If he gets wide and wins in this race, I think you just have to cop it. So maybe Billy Chules bobs up with uh, Huey Blue out there in box eight. Very well boxed in eight. We'll march around the outside. And if there is any carnage early between the inside division, Huey Blue will march around the outside. He's a dog that doesn't necessarily want the fence early, so he has capitalised in the past of any trouble. So um, definitely in with a shout. There you go. That's the 380-metre free-to-wall at Cannington on Saturday night. That is race seven. We're going to take a short break, but before we do, Cal, is your car overdue for a service? Has the engine got a rattle you can't explain? Got a problem with the air con or or electrical fault? First of many problems of yours, Cal. Take it to Order Hours in Bentley. The best service is guaranteed. Order Hours, uh, 13 Seven Oak Street, Bentley. They all make some models. Our service, Order Hours, is open 24 hours for your convenience. We'll be back. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, it is our pleasure now to be joined by a trainer who is absolutely flying at the moment, Cody Charles. Cody, thanks for coming on the show with us. Yeah, thanks, James, and the rest of the crew there. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no dramas at all. Happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, happy to talk to the man of the moment. Uh, you are on fire at the moment there, Cody, uh, particularly with this greyhound, Jordan Sparkles, leading the charge for your kennel at the moment. Five wins in a row. This dog's uh, this dog's really uh, racing in great form at the moment, isn't it? 
Yeah, James, she's certainly going really well. Um, she came over from um, Shona Thompson and Jason Thompson. They actually own the dog. They sent me two dogs over that were both unraced. This one here, Jordan Sparkles, and another dog, the litter mate by the name of Production. Um, they broke in with good reports, and they felt that they'd be really well suited here in WA, and um, we've had some good success a number of years ago with a similar dog called Kenny Powers. So we always joke around and hope we can get another Kenny Powers, and... Um, so far, so good. This bitch seems to be fitting that bill, and um, we're excited for the future that um, that she holds. She's um, seems to be getting better and better all the time. She, um, we had her up to five twenty um, previously, and then she um, actually broke her tail, so she had to have a little minor operation there, and um, she's come back, and we just start her up over the four hundred and worked back into fitness. And yeah, form's really hard to fault with six out of eight so far, and um, she goes around tomorrow night. Obviously, she was a smart winner last week in 27.49. And obviously, if you can um, repeat something like that tomorrow night, she'd be awfully hard to beat again. I think more impressively, last night held off Harper's Hero. Harper's Hero had every chance in behind and uh, just kept kicking and kicking her. Is that what you're. Is she, uh, is she a dog that gets going and is really competitive? Yeah, Callum, I thought um, early on, I sort of thought she was a bitch that sort of had to lead to win. And I think it was three starts back, I think, um, when she beat Kira Manelli. Uh, once Kira Manelli led, I didn't think we'd be getting over the top of it. So she seems to be showing a great deal of strength. Last week, she ran home in 11.07 and really, like you say, half his hand come at her. She really dug deep and on the line, she was really pulling away from the field. So. She's, well, I wouldn't be surprised even at this point from what she's showing, she may even get a bit further. And I think when we get her back to Cannington again, I think she's going to break 30, no worries. So, yeah, it was a good, strong win last week. And another dog that I'm trying to get my head around is uh, Sapphire Rose. Doesn't seem to want to jump at Mandra, but is back in at Cannington again on on Sunday, I believe. So uh, is this dog, do you think, it's better suited to the Cannington track? I, I think so, Callum. Um like you say, her, her first sectional at Cannington's been pretty, been airborne really, um, but does struggle to run out the five, the full five twenty, and seems to get home in around eleven seventy, which probably isn't quite good enough. So we thought with her box speed, we'll take Amanda, put her over four oh five, and um, she'll race really well there. But first start there, um, we had a little go on her, and um, she seemed to stumbled on the mat or hit her head, and I sort of had a few excuses for her and give her another run the next week and. Only went 6.70 early, and she came out in about fourth spot. So I thought, we'll get her back to Cannington and obviously um, try and get her in front and hope she can hold on. Well, last week, I didn't think she would um, beat Hairpin Trigger, but it found a bit of trouble. We found ourselves a long way in front, and um, it was a good run, and she, she got the cash. And then we went back to Mandra because I just wanted to stay out of those city novices, but away from Hobby's good dog. Went to Mandra over 4.90, thinking maybe we can get to the front and... Um, if there's a jam up behind, she might be in the money. But once again, didn't come out of the boxes at all, really. So we head back to Cannington this week and hope she can take her box speed that she's been showing and hopefully she can lead for a long way. Well, speaking of dogs that uh, we're kind of hoping to to find out where, where they're at, uh, Cabargo, mate, obviously gave you your biggest win in the game when you won the, the Group 2 Oaks with it uh, in May. Since then, we've had a, f- a few troubles with this Greyhound, haven't you? What's uh, what's the update there, mate? Yeah, um, yeah, really nice bitch. Cavago, obviously, yeah, like, like you say, brought, brought us a massive thrill in winning the Oaks, so that was um, awesome, and um, we backed her up not long after that, a few days after that, into the Canyana Cup heats, and um, 
probably disappointing and got got beat, ran second, but didn't go into the catching pen. So we got sent back to the stewards trials there, and we did a bit of work with her. We passed our stewards trial. Um, I wanted to race on the finish on, but the week she was ready to go back, there was no. Um, they had the, the Dale Cup heats on, so we ended up going in them, and she went into the pen, no worries in the heats, and then the final, she uh, played up again and didn't want to go into the pen. So we've been back to the drawing board. Um, and we just passed the Stewart trial last week when she um, finished on the arm. So that that was um, promising. So at this point, we're restricted to racing only on the arm, but she did pull up a little bit sore off that trial. But she trolled 21.56 a couple of weeks ago, um, over 3.80. So she's got the ability there, but she's just got a few little, um, you know, little uh, kinks in the armour there that we need to iron out and try and um, get her really getting into that pen so we can race where we want to race. Cody, how do you train a dog to start, you know, going into the pen when they're not doing what they're supposed to? What's the process with that? Um, I've been doing a lot of um, walk-ons and every time she, she trolls, I sort of finish her on, on the arm and I thought I had it right, but I probably need to actually start maybe doing a bit of work of um, having a squeaker and sort of um, trial it actually into the pen. I've always thought she doesn't like the pen, so we just finish her on the arm, but the dog's really over the top. She's she's mad for the lure, and that's half the problem. All she wants to do is get that lure. So when they rip it away from her, she pretty much wants to jump up onto the fence and see where it's going and not sort of get into the pen. Cannington's um, catching pennies a long way around the turn. I don't think we'll have a drama at Mandra. Um, it's a lot shorter. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, she'll go into the pen there. And if that's the case, I plan to race. She's still country grade five at the moment, so we're lucky she's low grade. So we might be able to race Mandra one week, Cannington on the finish on the week after. But I think I probably need to start pulling her into the pen and getting her onto a squeaker so she wants to actually run into the pen. In more positive news, the kennel is absolutely flying at the moment. In the last 50 runners, you've had 18 winners going at 36% and um, 30 placings of those as well. Is there anything that you notice differently in the kennel at the moment or is just the, that's the way it rolls? Yeah, I think I've been lucky. Obviously, Jordan Sparks has probably really helped that strike rate go up lately. Um, I've got a few a few handy dogs there, Rebellion Bay, Sapphire Rose, they're sort of wing maidens, novices. Uh, Mason Rocks has seemed to appreciate the switch back to um, to Mandra. He's won two of his last three down there. So, yeah, just placing the dogs in the right races and obviously a few young dogs coming through the system with um, the easier races to win certainly does help. Teams, yeah, certainly firing at the moment. Is this kind of the best period you've had over the course of your uh, time with dogs, mate? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, everything's going along really nice. So, um, unfortunately, though, you just never know when your next winner is, is it? So, I've had a good run, so we hope it can continue. But, obviously, the dogs will step up in grade now. So, um, things are going to get a bit harder. But um, we'll keep doing our best and um, hope the winners can keep coming. You've uh, concentrated on greyhounds after... Your background, family background in harness racing, but you've chosen mainly to concentrate on dogs. You've still obviously got a hand with the horses there, but uh, the reason why you've, you've decided to go mainly with greyhounds there, mate? Yeah, obviously, like you say, um, family heritage is, is harness racing. So um, when I was a bit younger, I suppose, I, I, used to, I used to drive the horses in the races and I held a thoroughbred licence and greyhound licence and had all three codes, but... Um, as you get a bit older, you get a bit wiser, I suppose. And I've got a family now, three beautiful kids, so it makes it a bit harder. So my partner, Brittany, loves the dogs. The kids like the dogs. Um, and it just seems seems to work a bit better for us that way. And so I've taken a bit of a back step from the training of the horses, but 
still very heavily involved with the uh, breeding side of um, of what we do. We breed around 30 horses a year, and they go to the yearling sales each year. So it's a big operation, but certainly probably yeah prefer training the dogs rather than training the horses. Well, you got a hand in a lot of things as well. I believe you've got entrepreneurial with other with other areas as well. Uh, chickens and things like this is that right yeah that's right james pretty much yeah you got the finger in a lot of pies yeah <laughs> if uh you can make a dollar i want to be a part of it so yeah i'm just uh just making a chicken delivery now actually when you <laughs> rang so that's going pretty that's going pretty good yeah it keeps me off the streets that's for sure excellent i love it i love the different streams you've got going on there mate uh, yeah hey listen if jordan sparkles uh, keeps winning for you. You you may, you may be able to shut all those other operations down. We'll see how we <laughs> yeah, go. That's, yeah, that's right. No, it's good fun. So um, yeah, hopefully Jordan Sparkles can can keep going on the winning way, and it'll be interesting to see how far how far she can go. And um, I look forward to obviously getting Cabago back to the race as well. So yeah. I'd say she ran some sizzling times just um, in between these steward trials, and um, yeah, she can really run. So. I look forward to getting her back as well. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing her back for sure. Cody, thanks for joining us. Uh, best of luck uh, with all your racing. Looking forward to this uh, rematch between Jordan Sparkles and Harbour's Hero tomorrow night. Uh, good luck with it all. Thank you. Hopefully we can lead and hopefully uh, she gives them something to chase. All right. Good luck, Cody. Good thanks stuff. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Cody Charles there. We're going to take a short break. On the other side, Lex, we're going to have a bit of chat about you, about your ongoing journey in greyhound ownership. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. It is Callum and it is James, but I am also here this week as well. I going to say, Callum's voice just improved a lot in that ad change. <laughs> Lex, good to have you back. I want to know about Superstitious and your involvement with the dog. Obviously, Callum got you as part of the ownership with this greyhound. The excitement of the first start, first win, you know, that was a few weeks ago. Obviously, the dogs had more wins since. Has, has, it, the, has it continued to be exhilarating for you, this, uh, this process? If anything, more exhilarating. I think, especially um, Steve being so good with us, Cal, you'll Steve agree. Steve Shinners, the trainer. Steve yep. Shinners, yes. Um, and keeping us involved in updates and races and how the dog's going definitely helps. I think ownership or new ownership is... Super easy, super fun, um, and, yeah, definitely something that if you haven't thought about, you probably should. Now, I want to know, when you tell people who are outside of racing that you've bought a dog, <laughs> what do they say to you? Really? <laughs> do they? Is that what they say? Well, yeah, I guess it wasn't expected. So when I started with you guys, I had no intention of buying a dog. Right. And then Callum kind of forced me into it. But I'm glad I, I'm glad I did. It definitely keeps you, um, you know, in the loop, updated. People ask the question, how did you get involved? And I think that's probably the main point to make is a lot of people don't know how to get involved, you know, if they want to be part. And let's be honest, I only have a small part of this dog, but it's enough to be involved. Right. And that's, I think, another point to make. You know, you don't have to have a lot to be involved. Be involved, yeah, right. Okay, but gen people are generally being positive? Yeah, definitely. Very okay. positive. Just have a lot of questions about, you know, the how and the... Who sort of thing? One thing that you've been banned, though, I gather, Cal, you banned her from seeing the dog, haven't you? The, the, you, you you're worried about the Lex Hex. Yeah. I never got to meet. I haven't met her yet. No, that's on uh, that's on purpose. Um, <laughs> we all know the story of what happened last time you went to a kennel. So uh, my first actually, and only time. Yeah, we've actually gone to the police and got a restraining order <laughs> on the property. So your yeah. sample size isn't good. 
It's not very. It's very small. It's very small. But that's enough when that done. Yeah, you managed to stop Jamie Marsh's dog when we when sent we sent you out on assignment there. Speaking of Jamie Marsh and his dog Starbuck, we mentioned before a wide runner, and that might uh, play a part in the her fortunes in the Peter Thomas on Saturday night. Dogs that run wide, Cal, are always <laughs> always add a little another interesting dimension to a race, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, obviously, they're very box-dependent wide dogs, and they need uh, certain races to pan out in certain ways. And they need other. They have more of a bearing on other dogs in the race rather than making their own luck. Ideally, you want a dog that just goes straight because obviously, from any box, they're fine with a bit of early speed. They'll be all right. But dogs that want to go wide, obviously, are box-dependent. Starbucks drawn three as the example on on Saturday, and it's going to be a little qu- qu- query for Starbuck whether she can get out and get motoring wide. Um, they go wide generally because they want to be out the way of other dogs and just want clear air running, whether that's because they have a slight fear of the other dogs in racing. Um, you'll notice with Starbuck, if she has a dog on the outside, she stops running and wants to get wider than the other dog to the outside. So uh, it comes from a fear, I think, of other dogs, whether that's because of something that happened early days when they are getting broken in. Um, but they have their advantages as well when they draw box eight they're allowed to they obviously have an advantage for the box draw and can run wide and produce their best i believe it or not did ask jamie about this when i went to his kennel and i don't believe correct me if i'm wrong it's something you can now train it comes from you can't train it out you can't train it out so does this mean that when the pups are getting broken in it should be something it's more focused on because there are a lot of dogs who are particularly wide runners i think it's just one of those things that they are dogs and they have their own ideas of what they want to do so if a dog's getting broken in and it might have got um, hit early doors out of the boxes and then from then on it just wants to get wide and I don't think you can necessarily even train it in it, uh, train it at that young of an age and obviously Shane came on and said you can't really train it out he has a lot of uh, wide runners in the Chevy Chevy Gold Chevy Midnight they all want to get wide so it's he re- he said that there was something in the breed that um, a lot of the dogs just want to get wide and want to get out of the way of other dogs and run very wide Would you prefer to be a wide runner or no, I would prefer the, I'd prefer to be a railer. One, you're travelling less distance uh, in basic terms. <laughs> Lazy right? calendar. Absolutely. Um, so over the 520, you're running 520. Wide runners can probably run up to end up being like 530 over the 520. As so, opposed to 519. Exactly. So um, <laughs> uh, I'd prefer railers, but as I said, ideally you want dogs that just go straight. Straight, of course. That's what the track like is. Like superstitious. <laughs> Love All that. Right. So in general terms, we like wide runners to be boxed wide because uh, they're going to push out that way anyway and they're going to avoid... Interference is basically what exactly, you're saying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we shall see how Starbuck goes. Hey, just quickly, a couple of other wide runners, good examples at the moment. Um, you've got Mermaid Minnelli, who initially wants to go wide. That's a bit of a different one, though, because she does come down to the rails. She still races a little bit off, but obviously Mermaid Minnelli, you've got a bit of a, bit of a worry at the start. Start, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously, as I mentioned before, all the Chevy dogs, they all want to get wide, and unfortunately one was in a bad fall the other day, but um, that can that can happen in racing, and yeah. Something to look out for. We'll see how Starbuck goes uh, with her race on Saturday night. I just quickly remember a dog, I think I told you, Cal, topology, uh, particularly at Mandra on that bend, was, wasn't too wide in the back straight, but on the bend would just have no turning circle and yeah. would just end up on the, uh, the, on the, uh, the public side fence, pretty much scraping the paint the whole way down. Uh, interesting traits that these dogs have. Uh, no two dogs are exactly the same, are they? That's what makes uh, greyhound racing industry or uh, uh, greyhound racing interesting, guys. Good discussion. 
We're going to have an even better one on the other side because we're talking to David Shaw from Tab Touch. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome to Go Greyhounds. David Short from Tab Touch joins us as per usual in the last segment of this show. Thanks, Shorty. No worries at all. Lex, Cal, JB, nice to be with you all. How are you all doing in there today? Happy to be here. Yeah, great fun today with, with Lex back in the show. Bit of liveliness. Uh, not that Cal isn't lively every week. Shorty, last night's <laughs> radio, racing. What happened last night? Oh, plenty. It was a good program there last night at Cannington. Not so good for the punters late in the program, though. There was a 50-to-1 winner late in the card, followed up by another 50-to-1 winner. Now, I'll mm. scream mm. it out. JB, Cal, Lex, either of you clever enough to find Lip Sync at $43.40 or Shimmer Rock in the race after at $48? <laughs> Not so much Lip Sync for Maxie. Well, good to see Max Julian get up for a win. And Shimmer Rock, well, nailed my... My bet for the night, Lejuri Manelli. I thought I was very smart getting a $4 winner there, goes to the front and then gets rolled uh, <laughs> by a $50 pop. It can happen. It can happen. <laughs> you Put it this way. If Shimmer Rock wasn't around, you would have been looking good today, JB. Yes. So silver's, silver's better than no medal at all on the podium. Um, I just quickly wanted to touch on, too, the win in the last. I thought it was impressive. Uh, no vacancy. When no vacancy drops back, yeah, slightly in company and it doesn't run into the real top liners over the 380 and 275. It's the sort of dog that just bobs up and that's what we saw last night there for Terry Aaronshaw in the last. He's having a good run with his team at the moment. Yeah, Terry's going uh, absolutely superb. Uh, Shimmer Rock, uh, back to that dog, part of a double there for uh, Joe Daly last night. Yeah, Joe's got his team ticking along really well and he had a, a long price winner in the first as well with Gypsy Zen on a $16 chance. So uh, Joe Daly followers last night. Uh, the drinks will be on them today, that's for sure and certain. Luke Garbutt had a good night as well with Culture getting up uh, as a 20-to-1 outsider in race number three. Um, that's fresh off uh, having a fair bit of success the last couple of weeks with his building team. So he's going nicely. Pete Lenny with Bushman's ace earlier in the card in 30 and 33. Stevie Vanderclaus is another smaller sort of trainer, and he has a few greyhounds. Um, he's doing a good job. Fox Army Thunder one for him in 16.20. Mega Kuna for the Chili Man, uh, Michael Johnson in 30.07. And uh, Motown Tia, speaking of informed kennels, Lexi Isaac, she's been absolutely smashing them recently. And another win for them with Motown Tia last night. So it was a good program, but uh, if you found one or two winners, you'd be going home winning because there are a lot of boilovers throughout the course of the program. I found it pretty tricky personally, guys. Yeah, indeed. The results like that, uh, how, how could you get him bored? Yeah, and uh, it's good to see Gary Wilson get a winner in Shimmer Rock. I met him on track a couple of weeks ago, and he's a really, really nice guy. Um, I tuned into his program he was on, and he's he's one of the he's one of the greats in the uh, in the racing industry. And uh, good to see him get a winner last night in Shimmer Rock. Absolute legend. He'll be telling you how good he is for the rest of the time you run into him as well, Cole. Don't worry about that. The guru, he's a big fan of his own work and um, an absolute star of our local industry. He's a wonderful man. And, been a great ambassador for the sport for many years. So well done to you last night there, GK, getting the cash. Hopefully, he had something on $48.30. Holy dooly, would have been filling the boots. Shorty, what have you got for us tonight? 
interesting program there uh, this evening. I didn't think it was an overly easy card. There's a couple of highlights. The first one's Oriental Owen in race number seven, chasing his 10th straight victory and his mm. 50th career win. This is a pretty special, momentous occasion and did an interview with Steve Richards last night. What an amazing story he is. He was given a 2% chance of living six months ago in the ICU there at Fiona Stanley. So effectively, it was a 50 to 1 chance. Now, you don't see a lot of them. We saw two of them last night there at Cannington, <laughs> right. but they're not stock standard. Um, he was a 50 to 1 pop that was a great outcome. Um, he's still alive and well some six months down the track on his road to recovery. And um, this Greyhound Oriental Owen has given him a lot to be happy about, a lot to wake up and, and look forward to each and every day. And um, I think he'll be winning his 50th race tonight, JB. You've been chairman of the Oriental Owen fan <laughs> squad for some time now. Can it bring up win number 50 tonight? Oh, I think so. Box five, don't worry about it. It can win from anywhere, this Greyhound. But more importantly, Shorty, as you mentioned, I do love the story behind this dog, obviously. Yeah, Steve, with the battles he's had and being able to bring his family together and get him, you know, his family have helped him out with the, with the dog since he's had that. And I just enjoyed that part of it. Uh, and obviously the dog uh, going on these winning streets is, is great, great as well. Isn't it? And, and the 50th milestone uh, potentially coming up as well. There's a lot going on with this dog. Yeah, it's big time. It's a, the whole story encapsulated is really special. So very much looking forward to hopefully seeing Oriental Owen make it 10 on the bounce tonight there in the free-for-all. Uh, the Graham that I just lock in to run a place each and every week, race eight, number two, high tensile, should be running top three and a leg of your multis tonight. Thought in race nine, number two, nice images. Mm. A greyhound that's airborne of late for Pete Sutherland. The times have been there to back up the fact that they're not fluky runs. Now one, three of the last four, it'll be winning. So I'm thinking late in the night, a little multi. Um, combine the three together, pretty confident about all three. We should get a reasonable multi price. Race seven, number five, Oriental Owen. Race eight, number two, high tensile, the place. Race nine, number two, nice image to win. Yeah, indeed. That run, two starts back from nice image from that box, box two. Uh, very slick and, and dogs in great form. Don't know a whole lot about Peter Sutherland, I mu must admit, but uh, certainly this dog going well for him at the moment. Most definitely, and uh, looks like he's in for some more good times. I think the dog will just fizz its way through the grades. Really like the look of the Friday night program down there at Mandra. Um, few dogs in particular very keen to, keen up to uh, team up with. Uh, one of them's the Fairy Floss Runner, race seven, number eight. Bust or boom for Chris House. Um, love this dog. We're very well placed out there in box number eight. One that's made there in 22.75. Drops back in distance, back in grade. Uh, I thought it was one of the bets of the night. Race seven, number eight, bust or boom. Uh, race 10, number four, Nobilium. I think it's the best bet on the card for Lewis Clay. I liked it last week. Was excellent behind. Try catch me. Should be winning. And, uh, well... Uh, Brooksy Manelli, um, this greyhound has act actually had to get checked for sugar diabetes. It loves the fairy floss that much. <laughs> and uh, box number eight, I uh, would suggest that it can be right there in the frame again. Cheeky Ricky looms as the danger from box number five, but I'll stick with Brooksy. So late in the program, a uh, couple of fairy floss runners race seven, number eight, Buster Boom, race 11, number eight, Brooksy Manelli, and the best of them race 10, number four, No Billion. What do you think, Cal? Yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty tricky program. I Definitely we agree with race seven, number eight, bust or boom. I think that's definitely the one. And I thought tonight was very hard as well. But um, hopefully we can find a few winners and um, everyone can have a fill up. What about uh, Shorty Friday night? We mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, Sunset Spitfire going around in race three. This excitement machine. Can't wait to see this dog and what sort of time it might be able to run. I'd, if I was setting a line, I'd probably have it mm, around the 22... 
thirty range. So not many can run that, um, but we've already seen the time sunset Spitfires run in town. Um, I'm thinking around that twenty-two three to twenty-two four range, which is high high flying. And um, Cal, what would you be setting the line at for Sunset Spitfire? What sort of time do you reckon it'll be stopping the clock at there tomorrow night? Well, I'm hoping they have the track really quick, uh, like they did on Tuesday. And I think I think we could see the track record get broken. I think this dog is absolutely airborne. We've seen the times down the back. The four oh five certainly suits this dog. I think it's definitely a sim. Uh, it's definitely a similar profile to a, a runner like I have, like Buster the Brute, just quicker. And I think Buster the Brute went twenty two thirty three. So I think this dog can go twenty two twenty even quicker on the. Always got to bring it back to Buster, don't you, Cal? All right, Shorty. Uh, sure, yes. don't even don't even don't even entertain his Buster the Brute nonsense. Look, Saturday night, uh, we got this uh, Peter Thomas final. What else we got uh, happening there? Oh, just some really good chasing. I think all zipped up early on. Looks really well placed off the inside draw. One you isolated on Greyhound Gold yep. yesterday. Uh, Hurricane Tears from the wide draw has been rubbing shoulders with Flake Benelli and Cindy's Oliver. Uh, neither of them are in this field. I think Hurricane Tears gets his chance to return to the winners list. The Peter Thomas final paying tribute to a great man in local chasing is a, a ripper final. I'm leaning towards, towards Sir Monty with room to move out wide in that feature. Um, I thought Sunset Hellfire, the litter mate to Sunset Spit Fire was a standout bet deep in the card, race eight, number three. And uh, Rip and Roxette from the inside draw goes well um, with the inside draw there. We touched on the peroxide blonde factor there yesterday <laughs> with Rip and Roxette. For the Roxette fans, JB, and uh, I'll be singing uh, hopefully a sweet tune after race nine there on Saturday night. Well, good stuff. Thank you, Shorty. Happy punting. We'll speak to you next week. No worries at all, guys. Thanks so much. Great to be catching up with you again. Excellent. That was David Short there. Cal, real quick, your best for the next couple of nights. Uh, so tonight we're going to be racing. Uh, we're going to be waiting very late, uh, later on in the piece. Race 10, number one, Ping Magic. And race 11, number seven, Sudoku Jaguar. On Friday night, I'm going to team up with race six, number two, Mermaid Minelli again. And uh, race seven, number eight, Bust or Boom. All right, good stuff. Thanks, guys. Lex, great to have you back. We'll see you again. A couple of months. Yeah, a couple of months. I'll be back. Thanks for having me, guys. I've had lots of fun. Absolute pleasure, guys. That was a great... Uh, go Greyhounds, go Greyhounds Gold, my other show. Uh, go Greyhounds, brought to you by Auto Owls, the specialist in mechanical and auto-electrical uh, servicing. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.